the 2020 Virtual F1 in Schools World Finals have begun. We've got lots of interesting topics to cover today, from team introductions and reaction racing, all the way to Boris Johnson. You're listening to Trackside from Off The Track. Hello and welcome to Trackside from Off The Track. We are back finally after a long wait and one of the most difficult seasons in F1 in school's history. We are here, we're finally doing the 2020 World Finals. My name's Peter Russell and I'm delighted to be joined by Michael Walker. Hello. Riley McGlue. Hello. And Ethan Carl. Hello. It's fantastic to be back after, I think, what, six months, is it, Michael, we've been away? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's about six months but we're, since we... we're here... We're back. It feels good. Back, it, back in the saddle. It's amazing. Good to get back into, back into the swing of things. And we are going big this time because this podcast will be released every day of the World Finals. So I think we've got five episodes. Yeah, up. we got two, two at the end, two of at the, the end of the week. Yeah, giving, giving away a little, little secret there. But yeah, there will be two episodes on on the Tuesday. Um, so every day at 7am BST, you can find an episode of Trackside coming out. And we've also got some other content, so make sure to follow us on our social media. And check out our website, which has just been redeveloped a lot faster. That was Peter's, yeah, that was Peter's headache. That oh, was... was a big headache, trying to get that sorted out. But it's up, but and it's running. It looks, it looks amazing. It looks yes. brilliant. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. But yeah. It's good. It's good to be back in the swing of things. So let's let's talk about what's been happening, shall we? And um, quite unexpected, Boris Johnson. He showed up in the opening ceremony. Um, let's let's listen to a bit of what he said. I'd like to welcome the teams from around the world to this virtual edition of Formula One in Schools International Final. Science, technology, engineering, and maths—the STEM subjects—will be key components in steering us through the great challenges the world faces today and tomorrow. It's fantastic to see that so many young people from all corners of the globe share that passion, that interest in pushing engineering and technology. The demand for STEM skills is growing. In taking part in F1 in schools, you're rising to this challenge and equipping yourselves with the skills needed for work. And what better way to learn than through the invigorating stimulation of competition. So with that, I wish all of the teams the best of luck and my congratulations to the eventual winner. Um, so, uh, Michael, um, we're both uh, British. Uh, <laughs> what, what, was your, what was your take on having, having Boris uh, open it? I think that was quite good just to have some... I think it was, yeah. I think it was good. I think it's appropriate. Um... I, I don't think him opening like Singapore would have been appropriate, but because it's being hosted in Britain, I think it's good to see uh, the government taking such a, an active role in F1 in schools. And it's fantastic to see government support, you know, for this amazing competition. And I think especially given how difficult this season has been, it's, it's well deserved to have uh, someone so high up in government speaking someone so recognizable exactly as well. yeah Recog international recognition as and well. recognizing the hard work that all of the students have put in this year um 
it's been a tough, tough season. Riley, you know, you've been working through this and you're competing this year. Uh, yep. You've there's been two postponements, as we know. How 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 does it feel just to finally see the fruits of your work? Uh this world finals, although it's really different, um, it's definitely great to finally be coming to the last part of it. Um, the last two weeks, obviously, the deadlines for the majority of the work to be submitted was two weeks ago. So um, it's been a very different two weeks of waiting as opposed to regular competitions. Like this is usually the time we'd be refining our verbals, all that kind of stuff. But um, no, it's just made the anticipation even higher for what's to come this weekend. And you've, you've, you had the, uh, you're, you've got the unique experience of having been to the 2019 world finals as well, which was the last in-person world finals and this one. Um, so I can imagine, yeah, it must be really difficult. And as you said, you know, you'd be, you'd be doing things last minute now, but because everything's been submitted in advance. So what, what has changed this year from a regular world finals? What have you had to submit in advance? Um, so the portfolios have been due much, much earlier than usual. Um, and the verbal presentation has been a video. That's probably been arguably one of the biggest changes to um, the regulations. It's really allowed for a lot more creativity in the video making. Um, the virtual pit display, that's been really interesting to create and submit. And the freedom in um, the choices that you can make with a virtual pit display as opposed to a physical one definitely has, I'd say, reshaped the nature of the booth part of the competition. So it's going to be really interesting to see what all the teams have done. Do you think it's a more level playing field when there's there's no requirement to physically build and ship a pit display? I would say there definitely is. Um, it's much more difficult at the same time because you kind of have an... You don't really have an excuse to put it in those terms. Um to not have the perfect display. You don't have a budget limit. You don't have a um, uh, limit on what you can put on the display. Like it's really quite frightening almost that um, if you don't build a perfect display, almost every other team has the potential to have a much better display than you. So Riley, you mentioned some changes uh, of, of regulations and we are now on revision four of the uh, regulations for this season and uh, they've introduced a 10-point bonus for the fastest lap uh, throughout the competition with the exception of knockouts. Um, only for eligible cars though, if your car has a performance penalty you will not receive this 10-point bonus. Uh, but guys, what do we think of this? I I I don't know. I it looks it's been clearly it's been borrowed from Formula One the uh, the fastest lap bonus points. I think it is. Is it one point? One championship point? Yes, it's one point. Yeah. So that's that's where it's come from. I don't know if that will lead to any size. If you know that will be that will decide who becomes world champion or not but we have seen in recent times that the podium has become closer and closer so it may be to address that I, I'm yeah. not the fight sure. for that trophy is getting 
very, uh, very competitive and very hot. Indeed. Speaking of the trophy, we now have a new trophy. Um, we've actually got two. We've got one that keeps going between teams as is usual from that one winner to another. And then we've got one that the teams get to keep, which I think is is lovely. Um, and they haven't done the uh, the cheap thing of doing a, a non-fungible token. Uh, so, you know, it's a physical thing. It's a real thing. So uh, what, what do we guys think about that? I think having one to keep is amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, um, having a trophy to keep is definitely on a much better scale, in my opinion, than a perpetual trophy. Because... It like it's always nice to have a perpetual trophy. Don't get me wrong, but you know, just being able to have one which you know that you don't have to return and um, something other than like a certificate that's a real like reminder or like token that you did well would be great. Like I think it's an amazing idea for the eventual world champions. I think they've hit the nail on the head with uh, a perpetual and a trophy to keep. Uh, speaking of hitting the nail on the head, the team introductions, there were some really good ones that we saw. Uh, countries uh, introduced their own languages. Obviously, it's an international competition, and it was a good time to showcase that. One of the Irish teams, uh, Quintalux, they had some Gaelic. There were uh, there were other teams from Malaysia and China that... Uh, that really got out there and, and showed some of their their language and some culture. I thought that was uh, I thought that was lovely. And the graphics as well. They were some of the oh. teams. They had amazing graphics. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just this virtual world finals has really presented the opportunity for teams to express themselves in new creative ways, which is fantastic. Um, so there is a bit of an upside to having a virtual competition, apart from the fact that you know we ourselves don't have to travel to it. And we can. Yeah. We were discussing just before we started recording that we can be in our pajamas if we wanted to and still do this. Um, so it's not all terrible news, but yeah, I think it would have just it would have been better if it was in person. But you know, the circumstances don't allow it at the moment, and this is still the best we've got. So it's not too bad. Yeah. Better, yes, but I think everyone could agree that it's not categorically worse mm. it is different mm. in a way that um, it's easier to express more abstract ideas uh, more fully than maybe uh, if we hadn't had uh, a virtual finals but if you look at the way they're being assessed you've got two interviews now for Enterprise you've got mm. your standard interview and then your interview about project management, which became a really big focus this season for the uh, the Afford in Schools competition. And we actually, we did an episode on this uh, back before our hiatus. Um, is that episode 19, was it, Peter? Yeah, I can't remember now. It's been such a long time. <laughs> it has been a long time. We'll put it in the show notes, yeah. uh, the one we're talking about. So, uh, Riley, are you... You terrified of these two new interviews, or you feel like you're gonna smash them? Oh look, um, the addition of a project management interviews definitely. Well, with the whole booklet, as we've already discussed, um, has definitely changed the competition. Like, um, I would say that the fact that the project managers now, like, when before it was all in one interview, um, 
there was kind of a lot more room for multiple team members to talk. Now it's kind of like a lot stricter, like, okay, this, this team member's got responsible for this part of one interview. Um, so like the team manager is responsible for most of the stuff that goes on the project management interview. It's not as much of a team interview in my opinion. Um, the um, resource manager and um, graphic designer and marketing manager have their own responsibility for the enterprise one now. And um, yeah, obviously the engineers already have their design engineering interview. And talking about differences with this competition, obviously it's virtual, so the teams aren't going to be there. So they've got a new reaction racing online portal where you can set where teams rather can set their reaction times ahead of the races have you uh have you had a go at that ethan yeah i've tried it it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what happens because what from what we've heard is you do your your reaction racing online and then they've somehow manually put onto the gate so if you got like a 0.2 reaction time your your reaction time will automatically be 0.2 so the car's delayed by 0.2 seconds, and then it launches down the track. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how they make that work and see how it happens. And also with competitors not being there, um, breakages will be another interesting point of difference with this virtual competition. And I know, Ethan, with Ionic, um, breakages were quite a, uh, a, a, a point with, with your team. What, what 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 do you think it'd be like if you were competing this time round and you, you, you wouldn't have been able to do what you did to your car to repair it? Would that I it would have been a lot more difficult and to trust the team over at HQ to repair it, um, because you don't have any control over that. Yeah, it would have been a lot more difficult as for with our World Finals car last year, instead of it breaking off into like a couple pieces it turned to like five or six different little mini pieces. So you have to glue all of them together to then glue back onto the car. And I was feeling with this competition, I don't know if they'll be able to do that within, I think it's five minutes of your time to repair it. So it will be interesting to see with what happens with breakages this time around. I think it would be the, the, the fact that they're not as motivated as well uh, as judges is because their points are on the line. Whereas you were probably under the hammer and you really felt the pressure but uh i think they should be mindful that they may take longer to do it but they probably end up with the same result you would have because they're just not feeling the pressure peter and the so what what are the what are the regulations around breakages riley do what what have teams been told in, in terms of breakages how how are the how is the team at hq going to repair cars um the majority of what the regulations outline to us is pretty much just that they'll um try and repair them to the best of their ability um i'm not sure if the time limit's actually still being imposed um uh i don't believe I, i think it still says it in the regulations but i'm not sure whether like it doesn't apply specifically to the judges that could be slightly different um it's an interesting thing to note in the regulations is that um, it's uh, they've only mentioned that they're going to be doing car repairs after racing session one. So whether that means that any cars that break in racing session two will be ineligible for knockouts or anything um, would be interesting to hear. But on, on that point, though, um, knockouts not being worth any points as well as the reaction times. Um, personally, I think it's a necessary change 
due to the fact that the reactions aren't really um, as accurate nor um, as like consistent across teams uh, due to the like nature that it's a website so teams could be doing it on whatever device with different latency cables um, it's just not really a fair shot for all the teams so yeah anyone got any thoughts on that yeah I guess it's a bit harder to ensure the integrity of reaction times um, and you know I'm not sure how if they've got any processes in place to ensure integrity but as they've done you know they've they've made they've basically made reactions not it's more of a nice to have than essential thing this time around by the sounds of it you know um, you know what it is it's a mini game yeah exactly but i think it's good it's 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 good just to have you know some element of the physical competition Oh, don't get me wrong it's it's a, it's a good implementation i think it's far better than just scrapping it entirely mm. uh i like to see that they've put thought and effort into that mm. uh i think it shows how much they they truly care about this competition um and i i think that i agree with all of you when you say that it's the bit the, the, the knockouts being worth zero points makes sense so let's talk about what's coming up today. Riley, what have the teams got on? Um, so for everyone to view, um, we've got the first day of racing, um, obviously split into its three sessions. So Asia and Oceania um, is happening from 7.30 UTC with um, Europe and Middle East happening from 11 o'clock UTC and um, uh, racing session three, which is the Americas taking place at 3.30 PM UTC. Uh, also, just for the teams in general, um, behind closed doors, there'll be a variety of interviews, um, such as the enterprise portfolio judging, um, uh, design and engineering judging, project management judging, um, as well as a media interview today for each of the teams. So, yeah. And it should be exciting. It's the first day of running of the cars. That should be good to see and we'll be able to see where all the teams fall in line with the leaderboard at the end of the day hopefully and then the day after that we've got more racing so yeah finally after a year and a half um we're here it's happening it's happening yeah finally feels good so feels yeah great. that's what's happening on the track um but with us for off the track We'll be back here again at 7am BST tomorrow. So Back trackside. With trackside, yeah. that's correct. Thank you for listening to today's recap of the 2020 F1 in Schools World Finals. If you want continued insight and to see interesting developments in real time, follow us on our socials at Off The Track Podcast on Instagram, at Off The Track Pod on Twitter, and our website, offthetrack.net. Good luck to all teams, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Tracksiders production of Off The Track Media. F1 in schools and related marks are trademarks of Formula One licensing, a Formula One group company.